Hello, it's Charlotte's sister C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and GNF Financial Group. Good afternoon and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast. I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host, and today we have some things starting with me. We're going to be having breaking news about a new program. We are going to be talking about the beautiful brain. Dr. Ramona and I are going to engage you in some beautiful brain activities. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce David Handelman, who is the chairman of the board of the 411 Senior Center. And one more thing before I do that, I want to gratefully acknowledge that our podcast and our work is taking place on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Salewatooth people. And now we will turn you over to David. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Charlotte. It's a pleasure to be here. I just do need to mention, though, that I'm the vice chairperson of the board, but I am the chairperson of the program and membership committee. So we have our esteemed um, chairperson or president, Marion Pollack. So yes, I'm sorry, I missed that. <laughs> of the board, but I, I do. I am active in this committee that I'm going to speak about today. Anyway, it's a pleasure to be here, and the news is that TELUS, as of last week, is now offering the second stage of its programs for seniors. The first stage of the programs was the TELUS Mobility for Good for Seniors program, which was a program by which seniors who received the GIS could apply for and receive uh, a TELUS cell phone plan for $25 a month, including three gigabytes of data and unlimited calling and texting around Canada. This program started six or eight months ago. And uh, as far as I know, several thousand seniors across Canada have signed up for this program. And if those seniors can't afford a, t a cell phone, uh, an unlocked phone. They can use any phone they want. If they can't afford a phone, TELUS does provide a subsidy so that they can purchase a refurbished cell phone from TELUS. So this is a great program for seniors who wanted to be able to have a cell phone but couldn't afford the typical 50 or $60 plan that most, most people pay. So that program has been underway for a number of months. The second program that literally began last week it's called TELUS Internet for Good for Seniors. And this is a program for home internet where seniors can receive internet at home. It will be installed by TELUS with the router and the charge will only be $10 a month. 
And we, are, we believe that this program will be even more successful than the cell phone program. I think, you know, based on my knowledge, most seniors want a cell phone, but what they really need is internet at home so that they can use a laptop or a iPad or a desktop. So this is really a, a great program. As, as you we all know by now, internet access is extremely important for seniors, not just for their personal communications and entertainment, which are very great things, but just simply to communicate with the government, to deal with benefits, to deal with the provincial government, bureaucracies, the city of Vancouver or Burnaby or wherever they live. And this is just the way life is, even to deal with the library these days. You, you, you know, it's almost imperative to have internet access. And the, the cost of internet access at home, again, was again, at least 50 or $60. And there were all sorts of contracts were, you know, involved in all of these things. So this is really a great program because as I said, it's $10 a month, no contracts. TELUS will uh, provide, do the installation, provide the router. And TELUS will not though provide the equipment but as we may have mentioned in the past, the 411 Seniors has been able to obtain free or low cost uh, laptops or desktops from an organization that works with TELUS called Reuse Re Recycle BC, Tech BC, which takes donated computers, uh, desktops and laptops from corporations. Uh, which are in very good shape, but which are four or five years old, which are replaced. And this organization, which is located in Burnaby, uh, re refurbishes them, repairs them, refurbishes them, loads them up with whatever basic software is necessary and provides them at a, at either free, even with a monitor and a keyboard, or sometimes there's some cost involved if you want maybe a more... Uh, more elaborate uh, device. Uh, but anyway, we in the past two or three years, we've been able to get 45 or 50 of our members free laptops and a certain amount of desktops. So we're very excited about this program. And um, I believe, Charlotte, you should have the link. It's just a pretty basic thing. You go to this TELUS website, it says Internet for Good, and there's a way to apply for Internet excuse me, there's a way to apply for mobility for good or internet for good. And the only requirement is that the the person applying must be a recipient of GI, uh, GIS and that person must be able to uh, provide proof of that to tell us. Now, obviously the way that's done is probably by uploading it. But we can help at 411 if any of our listeners uh, believe they're interested in these programs, all they would need to do is um, make an appointment to see Gurpreet and bring the proof of their GIS to the office. We will scan it and help them uh, um, apply online. So um, this, it, this is a really great program and we're very excited about it and it has come about because of some efforts we've made in the last few years. So TELUS has been listening, and we're very pleased that TELUS has chose 411 Senior Center Society as one of its partners in the launch of this program. 
Are there any questions? Yeah, I have a question, David. Okay. Uh, I, I do get the GIS, but I don't have anything that says uh, they just pay me every month and I'm happy camper and obviously everything's okay. Oh, yeah, but once a year I get a letter from them. Yes. I, I think that's got to be... That's got to be the answer. I had forgotten all about that because it's not that long growing. We went to movie till about 11 o'clock. And then, you know, I said, well, every ship shut down by then. That's all we I told you to come back. So, you know, for another example, would be in, in January or February, everyone receives a, uh, I guess it's called a T5. You know, it's your OAS, your CPP, and if that person received GIS, they get something from the federal government to confirm their annual benefit. So uh, I have a letter. I know that. Uh, and I guess the T4, yes, there's got to be something somewhere because I do submit my income tax. So Right. Um, so, yes, that shouldn't be a problem. Just some method of proving... I don't know what exact document TELUS requires. It's that document. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that document. And this is one of the good connections between the 411 Senior Center Services and this TELUS program. Uh, we, we have free help, free tax specialists beginning in uh, February, they're on site. But even before all of the tax consultants are there, the information and referral people can help you put together the paper that you have. If, if there's anything that you don't understand about uh, applying for the TELUS program or other benefits, other programs that are being offered, uh, you can make book an appointment to have someone go over how to do it. And to help you learn how to use that computer. David mentioned the, the computers. Uh, several of the people, when we first started our podcast, we had about 44 people that were participating physically in the building. But then in telephone calls, we had a, more than 20 people who tearfully said they just didn't have high-speed internet or it cost too much and they weren't able to get on. So this will be good news to them. And then I want to give the phone number for the 411 Center. It is... Uh, 604-684-8171. Again, 604-684-8171. And you could say you want to get uh, help or speak with the consular that could help you sign up with the TELUS uh, Internet for Good program or the mobility program. Um, Neil, I just want, well, thank you, Charlotte. And Neil, um, as, as I believe you mentioned, even if you're paying a higher rate on TELUS now or Shaw, you could get the lower rate once you apply. So No, I'm not using TELUS, but I pay 100 bucks a month to Shaw. Well, you may wish to consider changing to TELUS. So <laughs> I, I, that's something that's possible. Yes, but it's really not a question. Should I <laughs> to go from a hundred bucks to ten bucks? I'm st I'm still quick enough to say, hey, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> include me here. Yes, I should add that we did uh, approach Shaw about these programs, and uh, they weren't able to offer them at the time. This was over a year ago that we initiated discussions with Telus and Shaw, and, 
and I have to say, Telus has come through, so we're very pleased to have them, you know, as a partner. Well, I'm paying Fido uh, forty bucks a month, and so I could severely reduce my uh, equipment costs. No, you're you're a good example of persons to whom these things are designed to benefit, and we. I certainly hope that you and many other of the listeners of this podcast uh, take advantage of these great programs. Well, thank you for your work. And, you know, we've talked about advocacy, and this is one of the examples of advocacy in action. Uh, the center have, and other senior centers have heard the complaint that the Internet is too much. I get a bill that I can't predict. Some people have lost their communication service because of unpaid bills. But because you were meeting with these companies and uh <laughs> What did you do beside me? Did you write letters? Did you, <laughs> you didn't have to go and protest in front of the buildings? But what are some of the advocacy steps that you took to get such a program brought about? Well, um, a number of groups of Cost Canada have been lobbying uh, TELUS and Shaw and Bell for more affordable rates for seniors in GIS. So we weren't the only ones, but about a year ago, we um, we wrote a letter to several of the um, providers and tell us replied that they were interested. So at that point, then I drafted a rather uh, a lengthy submission, a, a letter to tell us explaining the problems that seniors were having the reasons that they needed internet access and the, the so-called what we, call, we refer to as the digital divide, which is the um, inability of certain sectors of our population to access internet in, in, in this day and age when it's pretty much absolutely necessary. And then what we did was we, and I think Charlotte, you may have helped with this, I provided um, testimonials from a number of 411 members about how having affordable internet would change their lives. You know, how would, how would it benefit them? So I, I attached statements from four or five or six people to um, the submission and um, must have made an impression because a few months later, TELUS announced that they were going to be doing the Mobility for Good program. They already do the mobility program for good for uh, families, low-income families and people receiving disability and children aging out of foster care. So I guess it was probably technically simple for them to add that program uh, to seniors on GIS. And we thank them very much, but we told them that we really felt as great as the mobility program was, we urged them to continue to add the seniors internet program, internet for seniors. And they did. And again, we had some discussions with them and uh, you know, they've been very, very receptive. So, uh, you know, it, it took a while, but it's happening now, it's available. It's actually available for applications. I don't know how long it would take to have it installed, but probably not that long. Yeah. Well, thank you for your work. We've talked about in this show, speak up so people can listen up and then act upon what you've heard. And so 
members of our group have been really active in speaking up about housing issues, this telecommunications issue, and we very, very much appreciate the ways that you will, from time to time, we'll have breaking news about other programs that are happening at 411 Center, and just the ability to connect by internet will make it more, more possible for people who are homebound to link in and be on the podcast like we're doing today. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about uh, the healthy brain transitioning into our other B items. And uh, we're going to talk about brain health facts. So does anyone else have a comment to make with David before? He, I think he has to go to another meeting. You're welcome to stay, but we thank you for coming. Well, thank David. Oh, yes. Yes, David. Leo. David, thank you so much. You're you're uh, you're a hero in 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 the war in the, no in the internet war. There's very few heroes, and thank you very much for your. I appreciate that. Many people contributed. We're just a little bit lucky the way it turned out, but it was kind of uh, an effort of many many people, and I suppose at some point tells that okay, it's time to to move. But thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you, Charlotte, for inviting me. And um, I look forward to hearing this podcast on my cell phone. Okay. <laughs> good luck with, with your work. And I hope to see you all at 411 before too long. Yes, you will. We do. We are experimenting with the hybrid. We came there and for the uh, Diwali Festival. And so some people were watching by Zoom and others of us, uh, uh, Dr. Ramona and I were, were there at the table. So we, this ability of people to watch with their, their uh, phones at home or watch with their computer or their notebook will really make it possible for more people when we do this hybrid model. When, you know, every winter months, people might not be able to come to the center or the people that are at the center will be able to uh, experience learning the technology. So thank you, and we we'll look forward to seeing you again. Okay, good afternoon, folks. Bye-bye. Okay, so Ramona, do you want to introduce what fun things we're doing with the brain today? Sure. So hello, everyone. And we've decided to put together some information about brain health starting with some fun facts um, about the brain. And then Charlotte will take over with uh, um, humor and the brain. <laughs> and that would be followed by, hopefully, uh, partner questions. Charlotte, are you going to do that, the breakout room? Well, uh, we'll see how the breaking out goes. <laughs> <laughs> If not, we'll okay. do it within the, within the, you know, yes. what they say, committee within. of the whole. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So we'd have some questions which we would ask each other and share answers on that. And that would be followed by, I think, a segment on something that helps, one of the things that helps our brain, and that is gratitude. Um, I think then Charlotte would take over with uh, what we're going to do next. Is that right, Charlotte? Yes, from gratitude, we're going to be building a bridge uh, to next week. Those of you who are here are listening. You have a week to work on either doing a poem or a story that has gratitude as its theme that will be read in our podcast program next week. 
Okay, so you're going to do the screen share for the, do you need to, I don't have to screen share for you. No, no, no. There, there's no screen sharing for, for this. It's just, just going to be listening okay. <laughs> to the fun facts. Okay. Tell me when I should start. Oh, you can start. <laughs> okay. So did you know that your brain can work wonders? It not only controls all of your body parts, but makes all of your wildest dreams come true. You can improve your life by simply changing your thoughts. To understand how it works, listen to these 10 surprising facts about the brain that prove that you can achieve anything. Number 10, your brain doesn't realize the difference between reality and imagination. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? Your brain can't tell facts from fantasy. It just reacts to your thoughts. That's why most people who look at the world through rose-tinted glasses feel happier. They think our world is a great place to live in, and their brain makes them believe it, no matter what circumstances surround them. This also explains why people get addicted to video games or feel scared after watching a horror movie. Number nine, mental work doesn't tire your brain. You normally feel tired, mainly because of your emotions. The composition of blood flowing through your brain during its active work remains unchanged. Although the blood from the veins of a person who has worked all day changes considerably. Number eight, most of the time, your brain works automatically. More than half of your present thoughts are thoughts from yesterday. Most of the time, you scroll past the same worries, plans, and phrases as you did a week ago. That's why it's so difficult for pessimists to change their worldview. They need to literally clean their brains to be able to react to positive things more often. Number seven, you see what you are thinking about. All of your thoughts turn into experiences, life experiences. For example, if you dream of a trip to Paris, you'll see reminders of this city everywhere. French music in a cafe, the smell of fresh baked croissant, a new French movie. Your brain will pay attention to all of these small signs. Want to change the world around you? Change your thinking. Number six, your brain needs training. The brain is no different from muscles. It also needs training. Learning, fresh air workouts, healthy eating, sound sleep, traveling, taking notes, and dancing are all beneficial for your brain. 
According to scientists from the University of Pennsylvania, learning a foreign language is the best kind of training. When you study a new language, the structure of your brain changes. This method works regardless of gender and age. Therefore, learning a new language might help older people strengthen their brains. Number five, your brain never rests. We spend about a third of our lives asleep. But even when you sleep, your brain continues to work hard. According to studies, its activity during sleep is even higher than during the day. Your brain records everything you see. And when you sleep, it brings logical change for each of your unsolved problems. Hence the phrase, the night brings counsel. Got a problem? Take a nap. (laughs) Number four, shutting down is vital. From time to time, we need to shut ourselves down to give a break to our immune system. Otherwise, thousands of negative thoughts and worries will absorb us. So drop everything, close your laptop, and let your brain restart. However, lying down on a couch surrounded by snacks isn't a great (laughs) idea. (laughs) Active rest is the most useful relaxation for your brain. Take a walk, ride a bicycle, or play frisbee. At least turn on some good music and dance like no one's watching. (laughs) Number three, by forgetting something, you make your nervous system flexible. To save new memories, your brain needs to get rid of old ones. It would be nice if we were able to decide what to remember and what to forget. Here is a solution. Use the information that you want to preserve more often. Number two, your brain doesn't feel pain. Your brain reacts to pain, but it doesn't feel it itself because of the lack of the necessary receptors. However, this fact doesn't apply to blood vessels, nerves, and tissues that surround your brain. Number one, you can change your brain. Doesn't this sound incredible? Any kind of activity makes your brain generate new neural connections. If you think you're not able to get a promotion, this idea will be locked into your consciousness. But if you keep saying, I will succeed, I can do it, your brain will give you an opportunity to realize your goal. In other words, you can achieve absolutely anything. Nothing is impossible for your brain. The main thing is to believe. Thank you. (laughs) That was so wonderful, Ramona. Such fun. Yeah. Um, I have a question. I don't know if you know the answer. You talked about the benefits of learning a language. Um, 
if the language is more similar to English or your mother tongue compared to a language which is more dissimilar, does it give more benefit if the language is more difficult for you or does that kind of defeat the objective? Does it make it too challenging? I really wouldn't know the answer yeah. to that uh, difficulty level of the language, but I think it just it's just a different language altogether. And yeah. and what you what you asked about Leslie, like if it's different from English. So I've noticed that since I teach French, I've noticed that students who know English rather than you know in India they had certain languages like they spoke Hindi or. Gujarati at home. So they found it more difficult to learn French because the basic alphabet is is the sim, sim, is similar, French and English. So that yeah, those who, um, yeah, not you know. just the alphabet. I mean, you don't have to learn to read to learn a language, right? Right. You learn right. to speak it. But if right. the grammar is so different, so I'm thinking like um, as an English speaker, if I learn another European language, it's easy for me, even if it's Greek. Right. Even if it's Greek Correct. and the alphabet's different. Latin, uh, basically it, yeah. the Latin languages, no? they're coming from the yeah. same root. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And, uh, you know, even the North Indian languages are are Indo-European as well, right? But yeah. if I'm learning, say, Chinese or Japanese yes, or Swahili, yes, yes. those are so right. different and those would be so more different. difficult. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it makes mm-hmm. logical. The script is entirely strange. We wouldn't be able to make head nor tail of that. I think we would have to be like babies then, mm-hmm. like how babies learn the language, right? Just by listening to it. In my house, I had this experience with my own children. Mm -hmm. So I spoke English, but I married um, a Tamilian. So the language is very different. It's not Sanskrit-based, so it's not similar to Hindi, Marathi. Mm -hmm. And since I was working, my mother-in-law brought them up. Like he was, the boy was 10 months old. Uh, No, he was eight months old when I left him with her Mm. and she was 10 months old so their first language was Tamil now I couldn't speak that so so then I spoke English to them and they learned that too and my mother-in-law and I spoke in very bad Hindi neither of us knew you know either English or Tamil And, and so the children learned that and very fluently they didn't give a thought to it whereas if you're like I've been married I was married for 23 years, uh, I mean, with them, and I never picked up Tamil. I just couldn't. So I think babies, maybe the, you know, if it, I mean, if the sound, so like you're saying Chinese or Japanese. Yeah, so uh, if anybody's listening to this, I, I'd like to encourage them, even if they think they're too old to learn, because I learned Japanese in my 50s. I thought I was too wow. old to learn a language. What was challenging with Japanese was the writing system. So I'm still illiterate, but <laughs> I can actually, you know, I can actually speak a fair bit, right? Wow. But even so, the grammar is so different to Indo-European languages. It was quite a challenge to start with. But can I interject here? Because it's Mm -hmm. what you believe at the outset is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because Chinese Mandarin is very, very simple. 
because the structure is simple. There's no him and her. There's no like like in French the the table is a female. The Oh right. yeah, right. Yeah. None yeah. of that stuff yeah. exists in Chinese, and in fact, okay. there's no 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 present tense. It's all present tense. There's no future tense. If I say okay. to you, Washani, that means I miss you, or I missed okay. you while you were away, or I I will miss you when you're away, and okay. so. Uh, the same I, thing I, means yeah, different tenses, kind of. It could be. Now you make me feel like learning Chinese. <laughs> yeah, well, around uh, the brain, there was a the Alzheimer's Society has some workshops, and then uh, UCLA has a study on uh, some things that help prevent or strengthen the brain. And learning a language, just the reasoning, because you are reasoning, there's a different set of reasoning or there are different patterns. So it doesn't matter how complex it is, it's just the process itself that you're making different regions of the brain, which I'm going to show in my little uh, <laughs> the screech here. But that's one of the things that makes the brain healthy when we exercise every region rather than just one region. And what Neil said, it connected to one of your, your brain facts, what you believe. If you think something is going to be mm -hmm. hard, it will be. Or you think, yes, oh, I can't learn languages. Or, oh, I can't learn calculus. <laughs> then you won't be able to do it. I, I, uh, I, I can speak both Ukrainian and Chinese. And, wow. what's, and what's interesting is that in... Either language, if I go to give you something in Chinese, I say na, and in Ukrainian, I say na. So I can. Oh. <laughs> it's exactly the same word, but, uh, but uh, anyway. Hey, I love language. I can, I can speak many, many languages, many, wow. just few words. You know, but you make, yeah, make, important make friends, yeah, people make happy friends anywhere in yeah. the world. Right. Mm -hmm. I was in the airport in Beijing, in China, and talking to a Polish guy because we were both looking for <laughs> for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important word to know in any language. <laughs> Okay, so now brain function. I like this because most of the things around the brain, they show you this gooey looking gray matter, but this is in colors. And so uh, from, the, from the colors, which part of the brain is the largest part? In frontal lobe? Yes. And what are some of the things that happen in the frontal lobe? Intelligence, problem solving, reading, speaking, language and sensation, <laughs> a lot of things. So that's a pretty important, and when we look at these, we talk about sometimes injuries. We spoke another, a previous uh, episode about concussions or when people have injury to different parts of their brain, why sometimes it affects different things. And that this kind of one shot approach to, to uh, telling a person to just take off work from for days or to lay down without taking into a card, you know, what part of the brain was affected. So let's go over to the blue section. What are some of the things that you see happen in the perinatal lobe, perianteal lobe? Um, 
body orientation reading sensation knowing right and left right so the, the orientation of knowing whether things are to your right or left so that's just a little bit tucked behind and up uh, behind the the frontal lobe okay nancy what do you see happening in the magenta temporal lobe Leslie. <laughs> I do that. Leslie, you're, you're muted. Yeah, so sorry. Because of my eyes right now, I'm having oh, a hard excellent. time reading those little letters. Um, I think it says memory, learning, behavior, intelligence, memory, movement, and or hearing. Yeah. Okay. And so... Sometimes people that have, I worked with a chiropractor for a car injury that I was in, and he, one of the reasons he got interested in car, in chiropractic work was he'd been in an accident and he lost his hearing and no one was actually working with that lobe. So a lot of the procedures and movements he had helped to restore health in the temporal lobe. Um, it helps people sometimes to understand when you go and you say, my ears are hurting, or I can't hear whether the person is listening to you and understanding that might be connected to a fall or a blow or even having music too loud. Uh, one of the things that uh, they're projecting is that of the generation now that people are going to be have lost their hearing by 40 because so many people have headsets on with the music very loud and it affects that lobe, the temporal lobe. So there's a reason to keep that lobe and think about it and have it healthy. And then also in some of the um, meditations, uh, Neil does um, EFT, but when you are doing that, uh, the tapping over the temporal lobe, you can see, do you see the connection to how doing tapping in that area area helps that region of the brain? I think you were moving when I asked that question. <laughs> no, we were looking at the temporal lobe and the things that are in that particular lobe. And I know you do EFT and some of the tapping that you do is at the sides of the brain. Do you see how that might be healthy for that part of the brain? Well, uh... Where it connects to is the side of the eye, not over the ear where the temporal lobe would be located. And so I don't think what I'm trying to do when I tap is take the energy that's stored in the amygdala, which is in the cerebellum area. And and uh, it, it's the producer of uh, of fear and 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 concern. Uh, I might be wrong. It might be in the temporal lobe. I'm I'm sorry. I don't really have an answer for you. Uh, there is a. Uh, a tapping group <laughs> that I joined for. In fact, there was a Zoom presented uh, a workshop that was supposed to be on happiness, and 
thousands of people were on it. And so people were doing different modalities. But one of the modalities was just this light tapping and light massaging at the sides. And they were saying in that temporal lobe that it does help uh, with stimulating your memory. It does help with with your hearing, with just, just bringing, I think, as you bring more blood flow to the area or just pressing there, bringing up an area of peacefulness. As Ramona was saying, sometimes you just have to take a break and, and rest, that that's an area that where you are test, t- tapping or massaging in that area that you are helping with those functions of memory movement and that last little word down there, I can't see. <laughs> Uh, okay, the yeah, cerebellum. Yeah. You mentioned the cerebellum. What are some things that happen within the cerebellum in particular? Balance. I ha- uh, having a hard time reading yeah. that. Coordination and muscle control. Three things that are related. Your your balance, your coordination, and muscle control. Then so, the amygdala's got to be in the temporal lobe, then. Yes. Because it, that's behavior, intelligence, and yada, yada, yada. And so all of these things work together. So seeing um, <laughs> that point you made about the brain is always working. Some parts of your brain are always uh, working and having the brain in balance, resting the brain. Uh, we've done some visioning exercises, meditation, breathing. Uh, what are some of the other things that you mentioned that help uh, rest the brain, stimulate the brain? Um, so I think we mentioned uh, healthy eating. Like fresh air workouts, traveling, taking notes, dancing. These were some of the things. Yeah, now the dancing, you mentioned a couple of times, and I think the dancing, we need to go out dancing more. Maybe we can have a a power by age. (laughs) (laughs) Power by age dance so that we rest and shake up our brains. (laughs) Right, right. The concentration, uh, when people multitask, um, there's an illustration that someone made. You know how a a wedding cake that has three layers is structured and usually the smallest one is on top. But when people must must, uh, multitask, 40% gets lopped off of what they remember. And so it would be just like taking an uh, from this brain, suppressing what's happening in one part of the section because things just get so much crammed or stuck in one area that the area of the brain that remembers things, remembers and holds and processes it, gets underused. So uh, one writer was suggesting that older people will soon not have that image. You know, the the joke that they make about older people having a second childhood and that they don't remember things, but they found because we were taught, we had to do rote memory, remember timetables, we had to remember how to shape letters that actually 
our memories will be longer than the people that are in the generations now that are being told you don't have to do cursive writing, <laughs> you don't have to memorize timetables, and to just multitask, to be doing several things at the same time where uh, the cerebellum, the parent, uh, periental, these other parts of your brain aren't able to just really stew or meditate on those things and get used to transferring stuff from one area to the other, that we are just literally multitasking over overstrains one area of the brain without exercising the other areas. Okay, so we're going to, does anyone have any other questions about these areas and how beautifully they're illustrated. I like the the golden frontal, the blue periental, the green occipital, <laughs> the blue cerebellum, and the magenta. I love magenta. Magenta temporal. <laughs> okay, so now we are grateful for this wonderful organ in our body, which leads us transitioning over to talking about gratitude. Do you want to do that now, Charlotte? Do you want to do gratitude or should we be doing the partner questions? Well, we can spend, maybe do, uh, we have about 10 minutes. Let's do, do five minutes of the partner exercise so that people can see what it's about. Maybe, right. uh, since both of us have worked on it, maybe um, you can partner with Neil and I can partner with Leslie. Sure. And let's see if we can I, make the, the small rooms the breakout. Work. Yeah. yeah. Leslie, have you ever divided people into the breakout rooms? Uh, yes. Um, let me see how this works here. Um, if you go down to the bottom, uh, if you hit uh, to the, you've got your mute, your stop video. If you go up to the right-hand side, you should see more. Mm-hmm. If you click on that, then you'll see a pop-up and breakout rooms is part of that list. Right. Okay. So then if you click on that and it'll prompt you to assign people to the different rooms. I'm not sure if you can assign yourself though. Oh. It might be difficult with only four people. I don't see that on my list. The participants <laughs> invite chat, record this computer and reactions. I think it's because um, I think you have to be uh, set up as a Zoom the host. host. Mm -hmm. I am a Zoom host, right? Mm -hmm. So Charlotte's made me a co-host. Now, who will I assign? <laughs> I've, I've got room one and room two, but how do you assign people to it? <laughs> um, you've got your list of participants if you click on those. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think you have to give us the task before you split us up, otherwise you won't be able to talk to us, though. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Ramona, will you give the task? Okay, um, yeah, sure. So, I, in... I hate to interrupt. Saying... I hate to interrupt. No, no problem. But yeah. uh, I'm, it's five minutes to, and then I have to leave it no later than two. Because I've got a meeting at two thirty that I've got to travel to. So, okay. uh, so Charlotte, uh, would you like me to go through gratitude, and maybe we do the partner questions another time? Yes, we can or do that. After, 
Thank yeah, you. because I don't Please. think it'll work because Charlotte's the host. She can't be part of right. the room either. So okay. there's only three okay. of us, right? Right. So if we had more people, maybe mm-hmm. it would work. Right. So I'm I'm going to say hello again, everyone. Well, we're almost officially in the holiday season, somewhere between the turkey and the shopping. Most of us uh, take time to express gratitude and most of us consider it a really nice tradition. But did you know that the intentional practice of gratitude actually changes the chemistry of your brain? Recent studies now prove that incorporating gratitude into your daily routine with intention has a significant impact on healthy cognitive functions as well as physical and psychological health. That's because when we practice gratitude, it actually increases activity in the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is a pretty important part of the brain. It's about the size of a pea and it sits right in the middle of the brain. But it maintains our body's balancing system. It manages things like body temperature, hunger, thirst, metabolic activity, sleeping, sex drive. If you think about when any of those things are out of kilter, we feel stressed. So it has a lot to do with our stress management system. Intentional gratitude also triggers the release of dopamine. Remember, dopamine is that reward and pleasure chemical that says, oh, that feels really good. Do that again. Mm. And when the brain is in dopamine, it really uh, facilitates activity in the prefrontal cortex, which is our thinking brain. Expressing gratitude is a really nice thing to do for others, but it also impacts our own level of happiness. In one study, subjects were asked to identify someone they really appreciated, and then they were encouraged to express it either in person or over the phone. What they found is that by simply identifying and thinking about that person and what they appreciated about that person, that increased their own level of happiness by 2 to 4%, which is nice, right? But those who personally express their gratitude either in person or over the phone, they showed happiness gains by 4 to 19%. So what does that mean to us? On those days that are particularly tough, you're stressed or you're feeling blue or just sad, a sincere expression of gratitude will not only make someone else happy, but it's going to make you happier too. Research shows that incorporating gratitude journaling into your day is one of the most effective ways to stay in the virtuous cycle and keep those good chemicals flowing in the brain. So apart from journaling, what else can we do for gratitude practices? You can express it on social media, since most of us here are writers. Here's an experiment you can try for seven days. Write down or post what you're grateful for and see how that changes your life. You could also write a letter to someone or tell a friend what you appreciate about them. 
Another thing you can do is to sit in a quiet place and think about when something went well. Bring to mind how that felt. If you practice that for a week, that feeling of gratitude and contentment that helps strengthen that feeling of gratitude and contentment and that's going to help you foster an abundant mindset in the long run the more you practice gratitude you get better and better at it your brain starts looking for more and more things that make you happy and then it gets easier to feel gratitude and to feel happy so choose one way today to express gratitude and tell us about it the next time we meet i thank you all for being so patient and listening to me and just for fun i have a question for you um which five letter word in the dictionary can be pronounced the same even if it has four of its letters removed i'm repeating that which five letter word in the dictionary can be pronounced the same even if it has four of its letters removed i think i know the answer to that one are we supposed to tell you now or wait for next week yes yes please tell us now because then neil is going to leave so okay is it q yes you're right it's q <laughs> shall it do i have time for another Well, no, what I want to do is anchor what you said with a prompt for what uh, people are to do for next week. Next week. Oh, yes, yes. Write. We, we have a lot of writers and we have poets. So we want you to write one, either a poem, a short story, or even a joke uh, expressing gratitude. You think about one person or it could be one thing, but just a poem, short story, joke, or a song that deals with gratitude. expressing gratitude and i'm sure everyone is going to feel good because that exercise that ramona gave us write something in your journal every day find some one thing your brain is going to be so happy so i am excited to hear what you bring and write to share next week on powered by age bye bye namaste bye bye hey thank namaste. you so much namaste. everybody thank you bye 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 I'm grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you everyone. Thank you.